Welcome to Rocking Our Priors. I'm your host, Dr. Alice Evans. Now here's a conundrum for you. Why has Latin American female employment risen in the absence of growth? Now, the great economist Claudia Golden, who I am an enormous fan of, famously theorized a U-shaped relationship between female employment and structural transformation. She argued that while female employment in manufacturing may be depressed by stigma, it rises with the expansion of female education and respectable white-collar jobs. Cross-country research by Yosen and Rosenbluth corroborates the importance of services. In China, too, structural transformation closed gender pay gaps. But how then do we explain Latin America? The region has been hammered by soaring inflation, relentless economic crises and persistent informality. Easterly famously described its lost decades. Productivity remains weak. Economic convergence with rich countries now seems extremely unlikely. Prestigious occupations, the kind that Golden thought would induce female employment, are few and far between. And yet, Latin America is the only world region where, in the past three decades, female employment has actually increased. Moreover, during its very brief period of commodity-induced growth, female employment mildly decelerated. What explains this paradox? Now, lucky for you, I have a suggestion. Let's think more broadly about the opportunity costs of women remaining at home. So, on the one hand, yes, this can rise as structural transformation expands the share of occupations that are well-paid and prestigious. Well-paid, rather, sorry. But as Latin America reveals, this is not the only route. In Latin America, soaring house prices have undercut men's ability to provide for their families single-handedly. Meanwhile, stigma and conservative social policing have weakened with secularization. Together, these have increased the social and economic opportunity costs of women remaining at home. So let me take those, those two ideas uh, in part, the economic and also the cultural. So over the... F- 20th century, Latin America experienced rapid urbanization. Thanks to weak constraints on female mobility, both men and women left the countryside in search of better economic opportunities. Compared to other countries with similar wealth, Latin Americans are far more likely to live in cities. House prices have soared. Earnings, meanwhile, remain stagnant. It would take over 30 years to afford the median apartment in Buenos Aires, assuming one person works full-time and the other is part-time. As the president of a local tenants' association in Buenos Aires explained, with rent increases across the board, people can't cope because of delayed salaries and tough market rules. So many families in Argentina don't know where they will live because they can no longer pay rent. This is a major problem in Argentina today. So the male breadwinner is no longer tenable, and that's a function of the economy. Now, there have also been major cultural changes. Mexican parents used to be much more authoritarian, and they also feared social disapproval. What will people think, they used to say. 
Rumors of impropriety would jeopardize their social standing, and this motivated self-censorship and quiet conformity. Moreover, many patriarchal ideals went unquestioned. Telenovelas gave hope to the Cinderella fantasy of an impoverished young woman falling in love with a rich man, overcoming adversity, and eventually becoming happily ever after. The hegemonic narrative, shaping young women's dreams, revolved around a male saviour. Economic dependence on a single man sometimes forestalled female friendships. Single women were often eyed with suspicion rather than sorority. But Latin America has become much more individualistic. This shows up in cross-country studies and also my own qualitative research. In narrating their life histories, Mexicans repeatedly prioritized economic advancement and individual autonomy. This rising individualism goes hand in hand with rapid urbanization and population churning. Social policing is most powerful in small homogenous communities that provide mutual insurance. The greater the threat of social ostracism, the stronger the incentive for compliance. But if new neighbors come and go, punishing deviation becomes far harder. Moreover, without reliable community, one learns to be self-sufficient. So this has been undergirded by three pivotal cultural shifts. Secularization, the, rise, the demise of marriage, and more North American media. So first of all, the church has lost its grip. In the latest Latino barometer poll, 60% of Argentinians and Chileans said they were not devout. Marriage, meanwhile, has plummeted. Couples increasingly cohabit, and these unions are often unstable. When relationships sour, single mothers are left in the lurch, all on their own. Evidence from the US and Europe suggests that the demise of marriage can increase female employment. As women lose faith in men, they seek economic security from the market. Media consumption has also diversified. US influence increased with cable TV, online streaming, and social media. When I went to our women's book club in Puebla, they were actually most excited to discuss their favorite shows on Netflix, such as The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Ms. Maisel, I should say, rather. Nearly 90% of Argentinians now have smartphones. Fantasies about Prince Charming are being displaced by enormous diversity. So rather than seeing men as saviors, Latin America's young feminists are increasingly decrying machismo. Uh, David Rosado has this very nice analysis of national news media coverage of sexism, uh, machismo, and he shows that this has really increased. So there's been much more attention to machismo, and that really decimates the, the fantasy about Prince Charm. So, let me conclude. Latin America, I suggest, presents a conundrum. Female employment has soared despite economic stagnation. And these two facts challenge conventional wisdom. Rather than dropping a little data, omitting Latin America from our sample, let's refine our theory. I suggest we consider the social and economic opportunity costs of women remaining at home. In the Middle East, North Africa and South Asia, female paid work in the public sphere jeopardizes men's honor. Female seclusion actually enhances social respectability. So in terms of culture, the opportunity cost is actually low, right? In Europe and the USA, by contrast, skill-based technological change boosted prestigious white-collar occupations. As graduate salaries soar, opportunity costs become even higher. 
But Latin America suggests that opportunity costs may also increase with hyperinflation and individualism. If house prices outpace male earnings, even a tiny increment in earnings may be deemed desirable. Stigma is also malleable, right? It wanes as societies become more secular and individualistic. So even though Latin America lacks prestigious jobs, women still want to work. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Dr. Alice Evans, and this is Rocking Our Prize.